hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org. If you are new to the show, you can go to charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can also go to Audible, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to um, for you to tap into new episodes. You can also go to YouTube. We're now releasing video content. I released over 100 episodes with no video content in years uh, 2020 going into 2021. Then we started to get the video content up here in the studio. And so if you prefer video content, go to YouTube, type Michael Lombardo in the search bar or Awaken Podcast, and you can go ahead and subscribe to that channel if you prefer the video content. And so I'm excited. 2022 has been a really good year for me um, so far, just mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I went into this year with a lot of intentionality. Um, Much of what I'm preaching on, pretty much all of what I'm preaching on, is what the Lord has been speaking to me directly, and I have been implementing it myself in my day-to-day life. More time spent in His presence is a life filled with the Spirit of God and filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I'm more patient. I'm more loving. I'm more kind. I'm more faithful. I'm more gentle when I live from the place of his presence. And so I have been waking up earlier. I've been spending more time in the word. I've been focusing and prioritizing him in every aspect of my life as I work, as I do family life, as we, you know, in the busyness of our schedule and everything, man, January and February, I feel like is a very busy time for work and for ministry and for family and different events and everything that's taking place. But if we go into it, not living off our own strength, living off our own power, but living based on the power of the spirit of the Lord, the Lord says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. If we could live empowered by the Holy Spirit and be led by his spirit, we could experience righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit, for this is the kingdom of God. And that will leak into all area of our lives, all areas of our lives, just like Mama Heidi says that all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And so when we're intimate with the Lord and we have that close communion with him and that is tangible and real in every area of our lives, then we'll begin to see the fruit of the spirit. We'll begin to see results, supernatural results take place in our lives and we'll begin to enjoy him and enjoy the life he has given us and really operate out of his power not our own to accomplish the purposes of God, which is the key. That's how we want to live our lives, empowered by him, not in our own flesh, not in our own strengths, not, you know, riding on fumes, not burning out. That is not our portion or our inheritance as believers. We're meant to live filled and to pour out, to get filled and to pour out, to get filled and to pour out. And so that is key. And so today I want to get into, um, I want to break down a scripture for you guys today that I feel like will just bless your hearts. Um, And also we got some great episodes coming up here in the future. So make sure to tune in. Um, We have Brooke um, Lidgert Wood coming on from Hillsong. Many of you may know her as Brooke Frazier. I am talking about her new album. I have an interview with her coming on um, next week, as well as many other incredible interviews. A lot is stirring in my heart. A lot is bubbling up on the inside of me. Different revelation from the word of God that I feel like is pivotal, pivotal, excuse me, for this time and for this hour. And so make sure to tune in, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people. And I want to get more guests in the studio this year, as well as some cool, exciting announcements coming up. We do want to take the podcast on tour as me and my wife 
travel and have different ministry opportunities this year. We want to be able to meet with friends that are kingdom people that are doing amazing things in the world, experiencing revival, experiencing the power of God, seeing a great harvest. We want to meet with them on site. We want to interview them on site. And so we've got a lot of cool things coming up, great interviews coming up, as well as teaching shows. So make sure to tune in. Today, I want to read to you a bulk of scripture here. I'm probably going to gloss over some passages just because there's a lot here. It's an entire story in the scriptures. But I'm getting to Luke 24, and I want to talk to you about the road to Emmaus, and I want to pull a few scriptures out here to really highlight. And so my last teaching episode, I shared about the spirit of revelation, how important it is to be in that place of intimacy and have the spirit of revelation to awaken our hearts according to Ephesians chapter one. And so how when we come into his presence, our eyes are open and we're able to see from his perspective, not only our perspective, we don't want to see you know, and we don't want to, we don't want to see things through an earthly lens. We want to see things through heaven's perspective. We want to feel God's heart, you know, over people, you know, behind, you know, our different circumstances, what's taking place in our lives. Like, what is God's heart behind this? What is the Lord doing in this? want to be able to see the hand of God, his handiwork, what the Holy Spirit's doing. You know, we want to know what is taking place. We want to have discernment. Okay. Even with demonic strategies, like things that attacks that may be coming against us, what is taking place, discernment of those things. So we could rise above and we could truly um, do warfare, but from the perspective of heaven, knowing that we are victorious over the evil one, knowing that his schemes are under our feet, that we are in the heavenly realms and he is underneath us. But at the same time, it's, 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 it's important. The apostle Paul spoke about it, that we should not be ignorant of the devil's schemes. Obviously you don't focus on them. Obviously you don't make that the driving force of your life, but the Lord does highlight things to us so that we could overcome them and we could even avoid certain things in our lives. And so if we're living from a spiritual perspective, if we're living from that place of tapping into revelation, tapping into understanding. You know, as we come into his presence, we see light. As we commune with him, we see light. As I spoke about on that podcast, then we can truly walk in victory and in the power of God. And so today I want to talk a little bit more about that just from a different angle. But in Luke 24, I'm just going to start reading and I might skip over a couple verses. But um, in Luke 24, I want to read to you the section that talks about the road to Emmaus. Jesus just died. You know, so many people are distraught. They're discouraged. They're confused. They have no clue what happened. Jesus, the miracle worker, you know, the, the Messiah, they were saying he's the Messiah and he was working miracles and he was, he walked among them and he uh, spoke about a reigning kingdom and he spoke about amazing things that, you know, people did not expect for it to end this way with him dying on the cross. And so they did not understand the resurrection that he was going to rise again, even though Jesus prophetically spoke that to them, that he was going to rise again on the third day. Their minds were not open to that kind of revelation. You have to remember that they were not indwelt by the spirit of God. In the Old Testament days, the Holy Spirit fell upon people and gave them utterance and gave them understanding. But in the new covenant, the Holy Spirit fills us. We are indwelt by the spirit of God and he opens up our heart and minds with a spirit of revelation so that we could see from his perspective. And so you know, we have a better covenant enacted upon better promises. According to the book of Hebrews, the spirit of God now dwells in us. And so, hey, Jesus said a lot of things to them, but their eyes were veiled and their ears were locked and their hearts were hardened. These things did not set in. They did not have a totality of understanding in these ways. And so 
These guys, two people on the road to Emmaus, they were confused. They were talking about what transpired. They're talking about Jesus's death. What in the world is happening? You said there was going to be a kingdom. You know, we, we spoke about this and that, but what in the world? I did not expect it to end this way. And so I'm going to read 13 and I'm going to keep going and that'll highlight some passages. But the very day, two of them, two of Jesus' disciples, they were going to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all of these things which had taken place, Jesus' death. While they were talking and discussing it, Jesus himself came up and began walking with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. So they were not able to recognize that it was Jesus. There was a veil there. There's a spiritual veil. Revelation had yet to hit and they were uh, who he was. His image was concealed from them. Then Jesus asked, what are you guys discussing with one another as you walk along? And they stood still looking brokenhearted. These men were brokenhearted. They had no clue what in the world was going on. They were confused. They were discouraged, distraught, brokenhearted. And then he said, oh, so what? So what are you guys discussing? And they stood there brokenhearted. And one of them named Cleopas answered him, are you only stranger visiting Jerusalem who is unaware of the things which happened here in these recent days? And he asked, what things? Jesus is drawing. He knew what was on their mind and heart. He knew what took place. Obviously, it was up close and personal, but he wanted to draw out of them. He's a relational God. You know, he may ask us questions to see what's in our heart. He loves the relational aspect. He loves to ask questions, get our answers, talk to us, speak into that, ask more questions because he's our father. Just because he is all knowing doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't take away from his relational side. Like he's wasting his time asking questions when he already knew something. No, our God loves us. He loves to commune with us. He loves to hear our articulation and our expression of what is taking place on the inside of us. He wants conversation. He wants communion. He wants to sit with us, to dine with us, to talk through things with us. And so we see that here. We see that being depicted here. Um, and so they said, what things? And they replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, powerful indeed, and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and crucify him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel and set our nation free. Indeed, besides all of this, it is the third day since these things happened. And also some of the women among us shocked us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and they did not find his body. Then they came back saying that they even had a vision of angels and said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, now Jesus, I love how he responds. Oh, foolish men, slow of heart to trust and believe in everything that the prophets have spoken. Was it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and only then to enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all throughout the writings of the prophets, he explained and interpreted for them the things referring to himself found in the scriptures. At this point, they still did not know that this was Jesus, but he is challenging their faith. He's saying, you guys are discouraged. You guys do not have understanding. You guys are being foolish. You are slow to believe. You are slow to trust. See, the Lord is hammering this faith issue. These men had doubt in their heart. They were not seeing things in the spirit. They were not gaining revelation from the Old Testament scriptures. But hey, of course, like I believe this is jotted for a, you know down for us for a reason here. You know, when we are slow to believe, 
when we are discouraged and distraught and we are slow to believe and we and we don't trust the Lord and the Holy Scriptures in our hearts, then we are veiled from the truth. It is faith that gives us access to the mysteries of God. When we have this relationship with the Lord and we all know that trust is foundational in all relationships, obviously our relationship with the Lord, which I'm touching on, but in our spousal relationships, in our marriages, in our in our relationships with our kids, our friends, our pastors, our church family, everyone in our lives, coworkers, it is important. Trust needs to be the foundation of all relationships. How could two people walk together if there's not a foundation of trust? There is openness. There is vulnerability. We trust one another's heart. We're able to walk with each other in fullness of life. And the same thing goes in our relationship with our Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, as we walk with the Lord then there is that trust that we have with him. And through trust, we're able to access his presence, access the mysteries of God, gain revelation. And so he's saying, you guys aren't getting revelation right now because you are not believing. You are not trusting in the scriptures. You are not anchoring your heart in hope and faith, knowing that these things were supposed to take place. And so he's he's correcting that, but I want to highlight here the importance of trust and faith in our relationship with God because faith is our connector to the things divine. Faith is our access to him according to Ephesians 3.12 that we have confident access to him through faith. Faith becomes our justification. We are justified by faith, just as if we had never sinned, and, cleansed and washed by the blood of Jesus, standing in his presence, holy and righteous, by grace, through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. But then we also walk with the Lord on a daily basis in nearness, in closeness, in intimacy. We're able to walk with him when we remain in a place of trust, trusting in all that he's done, trusting in his holy word. And then we gain revelation. Revelation becomes the fruit of our intimacy with God. When we walk in intimacy, fruit is born and it is revelation, understanding, wisdom, knowledge. And so he's correcting them for their doubt. And then we go on in verse 28. Then these men approached the village where they were going and they, and Jesus acted as if he was going farther. But then they urged him saying, stay with us because it's almost evening and the day has just about ended. So he went inside to stay with them and it happened as he reclined at the table with them. I just love that because if you read through the gospels, I guarantee that this is um, a phrase that is often um, overlooked. You know, we don't notice this phrase often. But if you read through the Gospels, you'll see that when, excuse me, that when Jesus went into a home, he reclined at the table with them. It said over and over and over again. I'm going to count it one of these days. How many times did Jesus recline at somebody's house at their table? All right. And so this is a posture of rest when the Lord abides with us. The reclining at the table is symbolic or prophetic of this rest walk with the Lord. When we're with the Lord, when he is in the boat with us, there is no need to fear. He releases peace. He releases rest for whatever's impossible for man is possible for God. Though there is tribulation in this world, fear not because he is with us and he is the overcomer. And so when we have this trust walk with the Lord, there is no need to fear. We can rest with him. We can trust in him. We could be at peace. We could be at ease because we know that no matter what comes our way, nothing is impossible for God. No matter what comes our way, no matter what 
attack or while from the from the from the enemy we could rise above it we could see victory and all things work together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purposes whatever you know evil people threw at us that they meant for evil god will turn around for good and then when our heart is anchored in that reality man we could rest so we could recline with the lord and that's not inactivity I should probably have another series on rest this year because it's not an activity. It doesn't mean that we should do nothing and just hope God does everything for us or we should quit our jobs and just hang out of the house of prayer all day and not work. That's not what that means at all. The apostle Paul said, reject the lazy brother. I'm not talking about that, but rest is a posture of heart. It is a faith posture of heart that releases trust and peace and joy into our lives it's this rest with him. It is finished. I do not need to strive for forgiveness. I don't need to strive for freedom. I don't need to strive for favor. I don't need to strive for peace. I don't need to try to make something happen. I could walk with the Lord and I could co-labor with him and I can trust in his power and not my own. And so I love that. Just had to point that out. And then this is really what I want to focus on here today. So he reclined at the table with them and he took the bread of communion, his broken body, and he blessed it and he broke it and he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were suddenly opened by God and they clearly recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Before I get into the next verse, I want to highlight this. When we have a revelation of the finished work of Christ, his grace, all that he has accomplished, that he died on that cross for our sins, that he not only died for us, he died as us. He was the vicarious man. He took on the sin of the world. He became sin so that we would become the righteousness of God in him, that it is his obedience to God, not our obedience. It is his reward that he deserves, that he earned, that is given to us. Even though we don't deserve it, we didn't earn it. It is his reward that is given to us. Everything from heaven is a gift from God, undeserved because we couldn't do it. We were sinful we could not measure up. We could not fulfill the law. We could not do anything. We were wicked in our own right. Our heart was deceitfully wicked. But the Lord, he came and he did what we couldn't do, lived the life that we didn't live, died the death that we deserved and rose again on the third day in resurrection, power and glory, offering us that life, offering us his reward, offering us salvation, offering us his righteousness, offering us his burden, which is easy, his yoke, which is light. And when we have a revelation of the broken body of Jesus and his shed blood, all that he has accomplished, when our eyes are single on that reality, when we're done focusing on ourselves and being introspective, did I do enough? Did I earn this? Did I pray enough? Did I seek enough? Did I fast enough? Did I evangelize enough? Did I do this enough? Did I bless my brother enough? Did I pray enough? Did I read my Bible enough? when we're focusing on ourselves and we're introspective and we're saying, do I love God? Am I showing love for God? And you're measuring your love for God based on your actions and how you feel. And when we're always living that way, I'm telling you, there'll be a cloud. There'll be a cloud over our minds. It will block the spirit of revelation from flowing and operating in our lives. 
But it is when we focus on the broken body of Jesus, his shed blood, his work, his obedience, his faith, his grace, his righteousness in our lives, all that he did, even though we're undeserving, it's mercy, it's mercy, it's all mercy, it's all grace. But when our eyes are focused on his love for us, not our love for him, his seeking of us and not our seeking of him, the all-encompassing passion of God for us. When we focus on these things, the spirit of revelation pours out in our lives. And in this moment, when Jesus broke the bread, symbolic of communion, of all that he did, his broken body, and when he gave it to them, he was offering grace. He was offering his work to them. He was offering a way to see. He was offering a a way to believe. He was giving them his broken body. There was a grace imputed in this moment. When he was doing that, their eyes were open and they were able to see clearly that it was Jesus Christ the entire time. They were able to see in the spirit. They were able to get that perspective that is eternal, that holy supernatural outlook. And the next verse, many of you may know, but it's one of my favorites. When he gave it to them, they saw him clearly. Then he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road and opening the scriptures to us? Were not our hearts burning within us when he was walking with us and talking with us on that road and when he was opening the scriptures to us? The spirit of revelation causes our hearts to burn when we see him rightly, when we see him for who he truly is and the work that he did for what it truly is. And when we experience his emotions, when we experience his presence, when we abide in his truth and we know him intimately and personally, really know him, when we walk with him in that way, man, our hearts begin to burn Many people say like, how can I love Jesus more? How can I be more passionate about God? First of all, it's not focusing on your passion for God, your love for God. It's focusing on his passion for you. When we get a revelation of these things, our heart burns naturally. It becomes the byproduct of our focus. Whatever we focus on, we become according to the scripture. So as we focus on him and his work, who he is and his his word and the promises in his word, the reality of his kingdom, man, we see results. Our hearts begin to burn. We return back to that place of first love, passion. I have a whole series, the beginning of last year in 2021, a 10-part series on first love passion. So I highly recommend tapping into that because, man, it was an in-depth series, the longest series I've done. And it's relevant every single day of our lives. But he's saying like, wow, when he opened the scriptures to us, when we get revelation of the scriptures, man, our hearts begin to burn. I want to live as a firebrand for him. I want to live with passion every day. I don't want it to dwindle. I don't want my fire to die out. I don't want to have yesterday's flame, old fire. I want fresh fire every single day because we need it in this time and in this hour. We need it with the enemy at work, the prince of power of the air at work and the sons of disobedience. We need it. There is a lot taking place in this world. There's a lot going on right now. There is a crushing. There is, you know, fear all around us. There is so much taking place in life, not just with unbelievers in the world, but with believers in the house of God. There is so much taking place in our lives. We need to be fortified in spirit. We need to have faith burning on the inside of us. We need to be shining the light of God. We need to be abiding in his word. And so... I wanted to kind of do a part two here, even though it's not technically a series, which I should just probably make it one, but I'm just literally taking it day by day on this podcast right now. 
as, as the Lord speaking to me, I want to speak to you. And so focus on him. Let him be your singular focus. Let your eyes be filled with light by looking at the son of light. And may you focus on his work, his obedience, his righteousness, his faith. May you focus on him, all he's done for you, how he feels about you, how he sees you according to the scriptures. May that be your focus right now. And as you spend time with him, declare the word of God over yourself. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Focus on that. Speak the word of God over your heart. Let faith grow on the inside of you. Because as we walk in trust and in faith, and as we root ourselves in all that he's accomplished and all that he is, I'm telling you, the spirit of revelation will flow in your life. And that might be, hey, just some, to end with a couple practical things, just spend time in his word. If you're really busy and you got a lot going on, wake up earlier. Take 20 minutes, 30 minutes and be with the Lord. Get in his word. Spend time with him in prayer. Speak in tongues throughout the day. Pray in the Holy Spirit throughout the day. Listen to worship music in your vehicle, in, in your truck, wherever you're going, what you're doing. You know, when you're taking a shower, when you're doing the dishes, focus on him, have worship music playing in the background. Let that be the music in your home and let that, you know, lift your perspective up to him. There's little things that we can do that don't require a lot of time that we could just start transitioning and shifting in our lives to make him the central focus. And we could foster atmospheres where the spirit of revelation flourishes in our lives. And so I just want to bless you guys. Thank you for tuning into Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, challenged, awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is always a joy to be with you guys. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for tuning in week after week. We have an awesome show interview next week for you guys. And so keep on tuning in. We got great stuff ahead. Um, If you like video content, go to YouTube. Don't forget about that because I'm going to have more in-studio guests as well as video content being released every single Monday at the same time that we launch um, our episodes um, on Charisma Podcast Network. And so bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to 
Be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you